0: This is Conversations on Energy FM 2.1 and Choice FM 1.1. It is said that literacy is a bridge from misery to hope and that once you learn to read, you will forever be free. My guest tonight on The Art Review is a living testament to this. Help me welcome a friend of our show, Ebenezer Mamabulo, who's a coach, speaker, and for tonight's purposes, an author. And he's written a book which is also self-published and it is titled There Are No Sin- secrets to success did i read it right yes the secret yes is did. very <laughs> idealized i'm not sure what is the situation here uh, but do join in by sending your messages and it can be a question or a comment to our whatsapp line 79 and you can also call us on zero one five one five one zero one three five. Ebenezer we haven't had you on the show in quite a while how are you and welcome back
1: I am doing great, and thank you, thank you for having me once again here back on the show.
0: Usually when we have you on the show, we're talking motivation, but um, tonight we're talking about your work of writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they say that for one to become a writer, they must be well-read. Mm-hmm. Are you well-read?
1: Yes, I would say so.
0: Okay. Yes. When would you say you started falling in love with reading? And I'm talking leisure reading, because oftentimes people, the only amount of reading that a lot of people do is um, they read academic books they read newspapers every once in a while they read posts on social media they read articles every once in a while and so forth so when did you fall in love with reading books just for leisure
1: uh, for me i would say that it it had it occurred in stages because i remember when i was young w- in, in in our house, there's this bookshelf that my dad used to have books on it. So once in a while, I would go there and read a book. But I wasn't that committed into it. So it was only in 2011. And I was going through a phase in my life where I wasn't good mentally, where I was, I was registered at Veds University. I was studying electrical engineering. And all of the books that I was reading were academic. But I, I found that I had this emptiness in me. I was pursuing a career or a future that was predestined to me according to society. That you will become an engineer and you'll make money. And I found myself at this stage. I'm I'm not content. I'm not fulfilled. And I said, you know what? Let me just stop these academic books and let me just start reading some other books. Maybe they will inspire me. So I read one or two books. The first book that I read it was by John Maxwell, and 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 the book spoke about the mindset. And when I read that book, I realized, that, whoa. So then this misery that I am in could be a result of my mindset or the way I'm thinking. So I better change the way I think. So from then I said, okay, for me to change the way I think because I don't have friends that I can copy or friends I can learn from. So let me dive into books. Then from that point on, I began reading books intensively. So I think I was, at one point I was reading maybe four to six books a month and i would also be listening to to audios listening to lectures everything i could get my hands on from psychology all of all of the genres that i wanted to 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 engage myself in I, i went through it
0: in this age of social media you find that there's people who say i just don't think i can get time to sit and just read a book that has just about maybe let's presume between 250 pages because there's just so much to do and yet you manage to read so much. What is the importance of reading, would you say, for yourself and maybe just to share notes with our listeners? Uh,
1: maybe for, for that person who's saying that that book is too big, I would say that they are making the excuse of time. You know, I also used to make excuses of time. But I realized that if I can take out certain things which are not important to me, I would find the time that I need. Now, when it comes to books, for me, reading books, it's very, very important because, you know, through books... You, you get to experience other worlds. You know, through a book, you could take the experience of my life, maybe the things that I learned in 30 or 50 years of my life, and you could just sit down maybe for two days or maybe a week. And in that week, you could learn everything that I learned in my life. So that's the importance of books.
0: So, and then today, we're holding with this book that you wrote, There are No Secrets to Success. Mm-hmm. Because we're saying that for one to make a brilliant writer, there must be a reader. Hmm. When in a reader's life Does a reader then feel It's high time when they have a story And then they can write a book
1: uh, It depends on people on Because some, some people When they want to read or when they want to write They would say that I, I, I see these stories Maybe we could give an example by J.K. Rowling who used to see these characters in her mind. And while she was as she was at work seeing these characters, then that was that was the birth of Harry Potter series. But some people would say that, you know what, I don't want to read. Reading is not for me. But you'll find that as they progress in their lives, maybe they might find themselves in a career where they are forced to write or they are supposed to write. Then over time, then they, they come up with stories or maybe even short stories that they would write. But for me, I would say that writing or wh- when is it, the time to write would be, it depends on person to person. Because for me, I never said that I was going to be an author or a writer. For me, what happened was that as I was developing myself, many people would come to me and say that, Mr. Mambulo, the things that you know or the things that you share with us and teach us, why don't you teach other people these things? And I said, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. This was, when I got on this journey, it was purely for me to, be, to become a leader myself, a leader for my wife, a leader for my children, and a leader myself. But over time, when people kept on hearing me when I was teaching on stage, kept on hearing me on social media, they would say that, Mr. Mambulo, why don't you write a book? And I, I didn't want to write the book. And ultimately, when it was when I read the history of the Greeks that I I discovered that you know what even though the Greeks might be dead today but they are still ruling the world today because they left their ideas. Whatever it is, whatever things you think you think you can think of, whether it's the way we are, we are living our world right now, there's one element or some way that the Greeks had influenced the way we live today. So from, it was from learning from them that I decided, okay, you know what, let me just leave my ideas like the Greeks did so that when I'm dead, my ideas will still be alive.
0: Let's give our listeners a taste of what's in the book. And I am going to ask that you read for us um, under My Holy Anger. And uh, just to, to tease, it actually says, I saw My Holy Anger a few times, but it was not until one day when I was attending a seminar held by the government that I decided to do something about it. Maybe just continue for us from then onwards, just for the first paragraph. Okay.
1: I saw my holy anger a few times, but it was not until one day when I was attending a seminar held by the government that I decided to do something about it. It was a great day of learning and growing, but it was not until the last session that I got fed up. I committed myself to a life of never-ending growth in 2011. I had attended many seminars held by Success Resources, but I never truly discovered my holy anger until that day. The session started and the presenters did a great job. I was inspired. But when the time came for the youth to ask questions and voice their concerns to the government, that's when the fire in me bent and I knew it was my time.
0: There's a thing about interesting lines, um, but also being able to build up an interesting narrative in a book that will ensure that your reader is enticed and they are more than interested to continue reading the story. What would you say is your secret to making sure that with every line that you write, you make the reader want to continue reading? Because with the first line, for example, with that particular paragraph that you just read now, one wants to know what was happening at this government seminar. What is it that you took from the seminar? And what did you do about it afterwards? But ex- also, what notes did you take from the seminar and so forth? What's your secret?
1: For me, I would say that it's, it's a combination Because one thing that i use in the book i I talk about my experience how i discovered my own purpose how i discovered my gift and how i discovered my leadership and in the mix you'll find me sharing stories stories that i took from africa stories about animals i share the the lessons that i learned from animals like lions you know buffaloes and all those things so it's one thing that we learn using or the best way that we learn is through stories. So that's why you find that most of the time when, when you are reading some things, which is great, or maybe you could even take an example by one of the most popular financial books, the one by Robert Kiyosaki. In the book, he uses a lot of stories. And it's through when you are reading that story that you can relate with that particular story. So I would say that. It depends on the medium that you are using. If you are using an academic if you are you are writing an academic book, you might find that the things that you will be using to justify your research, you might need to code some research done by one particular expert. But for this case, it's a personal it's a motivational book. So then for that I use my personal experiences and I share stories and other other things that I learned along the way.
0: Tato from Timbisa says, Hi family, we live in a world that is reported to have less readers what's the best way of communicating an author's work and sustainably making it enticing to read.
1: Uh, for those who don't like to read, or even maybe one of the best ways to make the reading enticing, some people use uh, audio books. You can you can write a book, then instead of it, instead of you publishing the book, you could go on and then uh, use an audio book format, or you could do something like a podcast or a video that you could use for a book where you are sharing the stories or whatever it is that you are using in the land. So it depends on person to person.
0: Just as you're talking about videos and uh, podcasts and audio books and so forth. In the literary space, especially for avid readers, you find that oftentimes there's these debates that are taking place to say there's some authors who write their stories and um, people who are hardcore readers feel as though but that is not sufficient enough to be considered to be a literary work mm-hmm. and that maybe this person should have considered doing a documentary and so forth. When a person feels like they have a story to tell, mm-hmm. What's the best process to follow up? It could be internally, you could be seeking help from outside, to make sure that the story that you have to tell is worthy of being put into as a book, or it could be it could just be turned into a documentary or even an audiobook without necessarily having to write down the words and to have a physical book?
1: I I would say that You know, the purpose the purpose matters. Because you know, sometimes you might find that someone would say that the work that you think that you, you want to put into writing, it's not worth writing. But you'll find that there will be someone somewhere who needs that story. I could even give you countless amount of books. Like a book by Susan Jaffes. She wrote this book about conquering your fear. And when she went to other publishers trying to publish her book everyone said that no you've written nonsense and ultimately she wrote the book published the book and now it became a bestseller the same is true with robert Kiyosaki. people never wanted to publish his books and ultimately he self-published the books and now it's a bestseller. sell so it depends on you and the purpose that you want to do but for maybe other purposes if if maybe you, you want an academic book then for that academic book there is a panel or maybe some other process that you need to go through for you to, to say that i've got an academic book that's ready to be published so in that case then you might need to follow those channels and if they are saying that no this thing is not worth of us publishing then you do that but otherwise then you can just go the, the traditional means and you do it for yourself <laughs>
0: Ebenezer Mamabulu, author of "There Are No Secrets to Success," is our guest tonight on the Art Review. As we get to know him and uh, his writing, work a lot better. Should you have any questions or comments, on WhatsApp line zero seven nine two nine five one two one two, and you can also call us on zero one five one five one zero one three five. Some artists, and I will say artists because some authors consider themselves artists, Mm -hmm. say that the title of the book comes to them before they write the book. Some of them say it comes to them mid-writing the book. They just think of this line and they think, no, let me have this as the title. And some only come up with it after the book has been concluded. What has it been like for you?
1: Uh, For me, I thought the, the title came before I wrote the book because I was, I was frustrated. As you read at the back story there, at the back cover of my book, it was frust- it was frustration from my side because I was attending these seminars and I was looking for these secrets to success. I was going to, to the seminars, going to the workshops, looking for these secrets to success. And ultimately, I came to the conclusion that, no, you know what? There are no secrets to success because what works for me, it's not what would work for you. The environment that Bill Gates was in when he discovered his success in creating Microsoft, is not the same environment that I am in so i decided that you know what there are no secrets to success then i took a journey to think about what would i say that are the keys that would help me define or find my own success and it was through that process of thinking that's when the book started to develop there
0: it's an interesting title especially because you're also a motivational speaker and you know oftentimes people think that when one is a motivational speaker you somehow it's expected that you're bound to impose in a certain way to say look Don't sleep for eight hours, sleep for four hours and slave away so you can, you know, just get all of the riches and so forth. Would you say that there are some people who actually tell you that the title of your
1: book somewhat contradicts what you do on your daily basis? So far, no one has. Because you know what? Some of us or most of the people, they've got a very narrow view of what a motivational speaker is because if you look even into the word a motivational speaker or the word motivation it's giving it's it's a motive for action that's what that's what motivation means so you find that the view that people have got of motivation is someone who's going to pump you up or someone who's going to maybe emotionally manipulate you into doing things and find that that's not what i do you know
0: it's uh, our art review segment, and tonight we're reviewing the writing literary work of Ebenezer Mamabulo and uh, his book, The Are no Secrets to Success. Should you have any questions or comments, our WhatsApp line is zero seven nine two nine five one two one two, and we continue with this review after the break. Yes. The time is 13 minutes to 8, and this is Conversations on Energy of on 2.1 and Choice of on 1.1. My name is Rebecca Pala and we are talking books and my guest tonight is author of a book titled There are No Secrets to Success and uh, his name is Ebenezer Mamabulo. Should you have any questions for him on WhatsApp line is zero seven nine two nine five one two one two, and you can call us on zero one five one five one. 0135. A question on WhatsApp. Hi, family. Is it important when you write a book to make references or mention people or do quotes?
1: Yes, it's very important. If the work that you are quoting, it's not your own work. It's very important for you to acknowledge the sources of, of those works.
0: But maybe let's also talk about why people have to quote these works to start with because when you are writing a book isn't it that you're adding on to existing literature Mm -hmm. right why is it important if it is important for an aspiring author or for one who's just about to be an author to see a need in their writing to quote other established authors
1: Uh, sometimes you might you might find that maybe the book that you are writing or it's maybe it's an autobiography or, and and that it's it's all about your life and what you've done throughout your life and there's no way in that in that work of art that you are including other people's work if that's the case then you might not need to but when you are using or when you are borrowing ideas from other people the reason that you quote is so that when someone else is reading that piece of art that you've written they can they can go back to say that you know what you said that you quoted maybe for example Ebenezer Mabhulu now when you go to the reference page you'll find that you've said you've gotten this quote from Ebenezer Mabhulu from this book then I, myself, as a reader, I can go and follow that book and I find that book, then I can get the full information.
0: All right. Let's talk about self-publishing. This book is self-published and uh, we live in a province where, unfortunately, quite a lot of um, opportunities are still very rare. And of course, that also includes opportunities of getting published by Companies that are already existing. Take us through your process of self-publishing. Was it easy? And uh, just how was it? Paint the picture for us.
1: For me, it wasn't hard because I had some friends who had already uh, published their books self by, by themselves. I had a friend of mine, Victor Mapanga, and he he was the first one who published the book. And he told me that you know what, if you want to publish a book, first write the book then i wrote the book then i said what's next he says uh, you need to get your isbn number talk to the national library and they'll give you the, the isbn number then i spoke to the to the national library then a friend of mine adolf matiba he said that uh, i said i asked him where did you get where did you print your books or where did you design your cover then he gave me the references and gave me the companies that would print for me and And someone said, you know what, go and and follow this person and they'll design for you a beautiful cover. Then I'd follow that person, then I I got the cover from them. So for me, it wasn't that hard because I had people who had done the process first. So they were giving me what they did and they gave me the path for me to follow. So for me, it wasn't that hard.
0: Would that then mean that your first book writing experience was not hard? Did you have any challenges?
1: Oh, yes, I, I had so many challenges. Talk to us about them. Uh, You know, one of the one of the things, or what, what's a common challenge with writers, or when you're writing a book, it's it's what, I, I don't know, I don't know, I, for, I just forgot the name that they call, uh, but it's where you, you know, you, you've put you've put your words into, you've written everything, but you feel that, you know what, maybe they wrote something which is not worth publishing, or something which is not worth it. Then you go back and you cancel, or or sometimes, oh, writer's block, writer's block. You find that you are writing, and you get to a point where you've got nothing more, nothing more to add. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things that you'll find that someday I'll write the whole day because mo- in my routine I wake up sometimes I wake up at 2am so when I wake up at 2am I'll be writing from 2am maybe up until 9 then afterwards then I'll be tired then I'll I'll just do something to relax maybe watch a movie play a game then afterwards then I would say ah, I don't feel like writing anymore then I won't be writing for the rest of the day but sometimes you'll find that ah, I just write one paragraph then I don't write anymore so it's those challenges you know <laughs> How long did it take for you to write this book? Uh, for me it took me uh, Two years thinking about the book and what what I wanted to write in the book and drawing the mind map of how my ideas will flow. And then writing it, sitting down, it took me two months.
0: Okay. Let's talk about a target market. We spoke about this even with the previous guest to say that it it seems to be quite important that when one is just about to put work out there, Mm they know exactly who the work is targeted at Mm -hmm. who's your target
1: market my target market is everyone who's looking for purpose and meaning in their life that person that man or woman who's saying that you know what i want to achieve success i'm sick and tired of this definition of success as being a billionaire or it's all about money but i want to discover my own success if you are that person who's saying that i want to discover my success success in my own terms then i am your target you are my target market
0: there's a chapter in this book that is Ebenezer Mamabulus There are No Secrets to Success and it's titled Go to School, Get Good Grades Work for a Company with Benefits I'm going back to the issue of quite compelling first lines and compelling titles and so forth Please just read for us the first paragraph
1: No one has ever come to me and told me Go to school to pursue a career in your strength zone, maximize your gifts, find God's purpose for your life, and make it your life's mission to accomplish God's purpose for your life. We grew up in a society that teaches us that success is going to school, working very hard for a company, and climbing the corporate ladder. And we follow that advice. Later in the chapters, I will talk about the definition of success that changed my life.
0: Let's leave it there so the listeners can actually get the book so they get the tips that you were just about to read out there. So a lot of authors, and uh, I've been reading quite a lot of reviews, and when they're asked if they actually read reviews of their works, some of them say that they ignore them because there's just too much negativity in the world. And uh, then it brings you back to the issue of const- constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. If you're putting out work for people to consume, you must be expecting them to somewhat say something about it, whether it be it good or bad. What is it with you? Do you appreciate reviews of your book? Have you been receiving some? And if yes, what are they saying?
1: I, I do appreciate reviews. I want to know what my critics are saying about me and what they think about me so that I know that maybe there could be something that I'm doing bad or something that I thought I did a great job in and I find that I didn't do a great job. And I also read the positive ones. And maybe for this one, I would say that I haven't yet received a negative criticism for my work. Most of the the criticism that I've been getting is positive ones. People telling me that, you know what, I applied the principles that you you taught in this particular chapter and here are the results in my life. Or this is what I did with what you taught in your book. So, so far it's that. But if we've got some of the negative criticism, do send them through to me so that I'll check and evaluate if what I'm doing is right.
0: Maybe don't even call them negative and just say it's constructive criticism because if you call it negative chances are you're going to look at it with quite a defensive look a question on whatsapp how do you go about publishing a book when you are an aspiring author or a writer with less resources and with no income what can I do
1: Uh, if you've got no income the best the best way for you to do it you you, you can just approach a publishing company tell them or 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 preach to them the book that you've got it's just that these days it's it's harder it's harder for you to get a publishing deal from a big company because everyone everyone is pitching to them the ideas of books so if you don't have the money for you to do that so try try to find a publishing company and even a friend of mine a friend of mine he he helps authors publish their own books he 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 they don't even pay him anything the last time i checked so he takes the book and finds and evaluates that does it meet his, his the mission and the values of his company and if it's a good book then he publishes for you then from that publishing process then he'll then get the, his profits back so they are they are very there are various suits that a person can can follow for that uh
0: dineo in zone three says i'm inspired to read more after listening to this guy i'm also thinking of writing my own book and uh, Tony says it's Tony I love the message of that book hidden truths that need to be told I originally don't like reading that much but I love writing I get some comments that I sometimes would repeat what other people wrote but I would disagree because I normally write about what I feel see, hear or rather wish to tell one first question is it wrong however to be a reader and not a writer two how can I protect my work
1: being a reader doesn't mean that you need to automatically be a writer so it depends on you and the purpose or the message that you want to deliver and what was the second question
0: how can i protect my work
1: uh, you protect your work uh, when, when you're publishing your book uh it's i just forgot what the rule is but again under the copyright laws when you've when you've published a book that becomes property of yours so then going into the details of maybe if you've got some diagrams that you want to trademark or patent, then you can also go to the CIPC and then you can trademark and copyright those other ideas.
0: I guess given the monopoly that comes with just about any company that could be promising f- to publish one's work, it's always important that they try get it protected before they even pursue uh, publishing, would you say?
1: ah it depends because you know if if i just wrote this book and i never published it the work wouldn't be protected but the minute i published the book then it became protected so it it it, it depends because sometimes you might find that they are saying that the work that you want to you want to protect it's not worth it's not worth protecting or you try to file a patent or a trademark for the work that you've 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 put in and it takes years for you to even get that that patent or for you to get that trademark so you find that maybe many years later you still haven't gotten the protection for your work so yeah it's a lengthy process doing that
0: they say if there's a book you want to read write it can everyone
1: (laughs) write I, I don't think everyone can write, but anyone who wants to write, they should write.
0: Okay. Would you advise that if one feels as though they don't really have, um, the strongest of compelling ways to write, they should seek help from people who can it. they can just tell this story. So Mizzi has done it with his book.
1: Yes. Cause even some, some people you find that I can't write then you, but you can speak, you can speak. And then someone would come and transcribe your speakings and turn them into a book. So it depends.
0: Are we likely to see more books from you?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Because the book that I'm currently working on, it's called Before You Do. It's it's a book about decision-making. The decision of the career that you want to pursue, uh, the relationship that you want to pursue, and even choosing to become a, a leader. So that's the next book. Then I've also got some other books that are coming. So there will be many books that you will be getting from me.
0: What's the target for your lifetime?
1: Uh, for my lifetime, I would say that I don't know how long would I live, but huh. at least a minimum would be 30 books.
0: Okay, yeah. that's free enough. How can our listeners get in touch with you if they would like the book and just also to have a conversation with you?
1: Uh, if you would like to get the book and have a conversation with me, uh, on you can get get me on WhatsApp or call me 71 639 7807, you can just send me a message on WhatsApp, or if you are on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and in, on LinkedIn, it's at Ebenesma. then you can find me there, then we can engage and you get the book.
0: Let's get the number one more time, a bit slower. You see how, <laughs> can you hear how I speak? Uh-huh. Like, in, using my pace. The okay. way, I, yes, let's okay. go. Alright.
1: My number and my WhatsApp number, 071 <laughs> 7807.
0: There you go, Ebenezer Mamabulu. <laughs> thank you so much. It's always fun for us to talk books and all the best with your future endeavours. Thank you. Coming up next on Energy FM is really Chawpua and on Choice FM is Stanley Brown. And a big thank you goes to my producer, Mami Morasha. This is where we're leaving conversations tonight. We meet again tomorrow evening, same time, same place. God willing, good night.